Now, let's look at that threat that Santa's not going to bring toys. Is that actually true? No. Like, are you are you going to follow through and not have toys for your child under yeah. their, you know, or a stocking full or whatever? Mm-hmm. So that means that's an empty threat. And an empty threat, it damages our credibility. And it actually means we're lying. We're saying this is going to happen if that happens. And then you don't follow through on the threat. That all leads up to a lie. Hey, Mama, welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way? Silly you. Silly you. (laughs) Hey, I'm Serena. I'm a mama of two little ones. And as a new mama, I constantly question myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family. And hi, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in child care and parent coaching. And I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you. Together in this podcast, each week, we will explore some easy to implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. Happy holiday season, mamas. Welcome to the Nurturing Podcast. And this week... The the Nurturing Parent. The Nurturing nurturing (laughs) Podcast. Welcome to the Nurturing Parent. Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) Happy December. Welcome to this holiday season. It's fun. It's exciting for most... It's stressful. It's chaotic. It's everything. (laughs) It's all the things. So... Since we are getting into this season, it is so easy to fall into the trap of are using Santa as a threat, the naughty and nice list, Santa's watching, the elf on the shelf, and it's so easy to try to get our kids to cooperate. I know that's not a way I want to communicate with my kids, so I struggle, and I know once it comes out of my mouth, I regret it, but I I need something to try to change that and replace mm-hmm. that with because just sometimes we're so frustrated and in that moment we want that behavior and Mm. the easiest way I can think of getting them to do what I'm asking of them is to threaten them and then I feel bad Mm. totally (laughs) okay awesome this is such a perfect topic for today for this month and um you know I just want to send a million blessings out to all you parents trying to get through the next few weeks with, you know, without totally losing it. Um, Because it's exciting, but it is, it's so challenging. All right. So let's look at, first of all, before I give you some alternatives of ways that you can be with your children and get the cooperation that you need, get the behavior that is needed in any moment. I will give you some of those. But first, let's look at actually how damaging threats can be using threats as a as a way of uh, 
of disciplining or punishing our children, okay? So the first thing I want to point out is that using threats to get something from your child erodes the relationship. So we're, you know, we talk a lot here on The Nurturing Parent about connection, being connected with our children. And using threats is actually a form of coercion, not connection. It destroys connection. Um, if you say Santa wants you to be good, then that's giving the, your child the information that they should care more about what Santa wants than what you want and how your family, how you all behave in your family. It's somebody outside the house, right? Yeah, it's because like, then after Santa, then what? <laughs> exactly. And another point that I wanted to bring up early on here is that Santa, for me, is about joy and happiness and, you know, excitement. And, and if we're using Santa as a threat, then that just gets all really cloudy. Like he becomes scary or mean or, you know, but let's look a little deeper because um, when we use threats, our children resent us. If, if we're saying Santa's not going to bring you toys because X, Y, Z, you're not doing what I want you to do, or you're doing something I don't want you to do, that develops um, resentment towards us. Now, let's look at that threat that Santa's not going to bring toys. Is that actually true? No. Like, are you, are you going to follow through and not have toys for your child under yeah. their, you know, or a stocking full or whatever? Mm -hmm. So that means that's an empty threat. And an empty threat it damages our credibility and it actually means we're lying. We're saying this is going to happen if that happens and then you don't follow through on the threat. That all leads up to a lie. Yeah. And then they know next time that you might say something and you might not follow through with it. So they'll keep maybe pushing that button. Totally, totally, totally. With the specific threat of Santa not bringing toys, it also shifts the focus from giving what we talked about in our family fun Friday and um, that we called the season of giving. And we talked all about the importance of giving and how generosity feels good. But by using the threat of Santa not bringing, bringing presents, it focuses on getting what we're getting. And it's a behavioral reward and it shifts the focus um, away from that a receiving gifts is about love and generosity and kindness into being about rewards for behavior. So it completely changes what, what gifts are. T to my mind, you know, I give someone a gift because I care for that person. I love that person. I want to see that person happy. When I give a gift, it's not dependent on your behavior in any given moment, ever. I might not always like your behavior, and I always love you, right? It also changes um, doing something from intrinsic motivation. So the pleasure 
in the doing of it or the result of having it done, like cleaning up their room, cleaning up their toys, there's a result there that feels good when their toys are all tidied up and they can find what they want to play with right away. That's an intrinsic motivation to go tidy up and they might need your help. Like I always say, when they're very little, even when they're older and sometimes when they're teenagers, they're going to need your help and that's okay. But by threatening, if you don't go clean up your toys right now, you're not getting any toys from Santa. It takes away that intrinsic motivation to tidy up in this example to an external motivation. Well, I don't care if I'm getting toys anyways, because I just don't feel like cleaning up right now. I feel like we're lacking teaching that to our kids now. And that's what makes it makes them a good person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to say was, if you tell your child that they're going on the naughty list, or that Santa's not going to come because they're being bad, I want you to think about what that might do to their self-worth. So let's do a little quick little role play about how it feels to receive a threat from somebody who you love, who's supposed to be there <laughs> protecting you and loving you like your parent. Um just so that we can all get a sense of what that might feel like. And then I'll bring you into some alternatives for what you can do in those heated moments. Cause I do know you need some, you need some things that you can do. So let's look at what are you doing? Serena, you be the child and you're going to be parents. I want you to um, imagine yourself the age of your child or one of your children. So how old are you going to be right now, Serena? Two and a half. <laughs> All right. You're going to go with your two and a half year old. And what did you just do that I might use the threat that Santa's not bringing you toys? I won't clean up my toys and put them okay. away. All right. It's cleanup time and you're not doing it. Okay. If you do not clean up your toys right now, Santa's not going to bring you any toy, any more toys. You obviously don't like these toys enough to take care of them. So Santa's not bringing you any. How do you feel that two and a half year old? In that moment, just hearing that Santa's not going to bring me anything that hurts mm -hmm. makes me feel sad. And that's all I'm hearing is Santa's not going to bring me toys. I don't care about anything right. else you just said. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a really good point is that they will hear the important part of what you are throwing at them in that upset moment. And for that, for that little girl, the important part was Santa's not bringing me toys. And I could see her bursting into tears, actually. Yeah, and you really just sound like a bully saying that yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, parents, but threatening is a form of bullying. It really is. You know, it's my power over you. And that is bullying. That's the foundation. And and we don't we don't see that when we're just like we just react and yes. it happens to me all the time. And I just know that that's not a healthy way I want to communicate with my daughter. I don't I don't want her talking back to me like that. So mm -hmm. I don't want to speak to her in that way. And mm -hmm. so a few um, episodes ago, we talked about getting that pause, mm -hmm. giving yourself that moment where you can go. Oh, there it is. I'm, I'm going to threaten her again. And just doing whatever it takes to grab a pause for your brain so you don't go into reaction. Yep. And you can pull up some tools to use in response. 
Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's the pause and then just saying to myself, this can go another way. Yes. And then thinking, but saying this can go another way. I don't need to excellent. get into that. Excellent, that excellent, fight. excellent. Have a phrase like that. This can go another way. Okay, excellent. I also want to point out that some of you, when I was the parent threatening you that you're Santa wasn't going to bring you anything this Christmas because you're not doing what I told you to do right now in this moment. Some of you might have felt angry. For Serena, it was tears and upset. Some of you might have felt fear. Some of you might have felt instant resentment towards me, the parent. Some of you might have felt confusion, like what, 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 what am I, what, what, how do I, how do I fix this? What do I do? You know, like this, there's so many different feelings and uh, I'm going to say none of them are, are good feelings. And yes, we do it. We rely on threats because they seem to work in the moment. In the long term, mm-mm-mm. maybe they worked in the beginning. And now when you say that to them in their head, they're like, ha ha ha. Yeah, I know. I'm still getting presents. And they're still because they're empty threats. Yep, maybe if yep. they've already had a Christmas or two where you've used the threat before, but the stocking's still full up Christmas morning, you know, then they're empty threats. Yeah. And um, there's one thread in particular that I really want to say, please don't use this. And this is not about Christmas time. This is any time of the year. You're at the playground, you're at the mall. I don't know, you're somewhere out there and you need your child to come with you and get in the car now. And they're not coming. They're playing in the playground and they don't want to quit playing. And you say, get in the car right now or I'm leaving you here. Now, how does your two and a half year old feel or your four year old or your seven year old? Scared, feelings mm-hmm. of abandonment or worries mm-hmm. of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to point that one out. That one's really scary. We are the protectors for our children. We're not supposed to abandon them and leave them in a park. And that's yeah. an empty threat almost 100% of the time. Sometimes people will actually get <laughs> oh. in the car and drive, drive a few feet. Please don't do that. Yeah. So let's look at some alternatives. <laughs> Prior to that, there's a few things that you can do. So if we want to look at that one real quick, um, you know, one of the important things to do is give children transition time, whether it's leaving the playground or cleaning up your toys before bed, give them some transition time. You can say in five minutes, we're leaving the playground, but five minutes might not mean anything to a two and a half year old. In fact, I guarantee it won't mean anything. You can say, Do you want to have three pushes on the swing or slide down the slide twice before we go? Give them some choices and give them a time frame that makes sense in their brain, right? Do you want to tidy up your bedroom by yourself? Do you want mama to help you or do you want us to to, um, do some tidy up and then a story and then finish the tidy up? You can give them a few choices. So giving choices is a really good way to help your child feel empowered in their world. Like their world is so much regulated by our, what we say it's time to do now. And the more power we can give them, not like they're being spoiled or entitled or they get to do everything their own way, but they get to make some choices 
that go in the direction of um, what we need to have happen. So let's go back to tidying up their toys. Do you want to tidy up before your bath tonight or after your bath? I recommend they tidy up before their bath because after the bath, it's nice to have story time. But if they're, if you're having a really hard time getting tidy up happening that night, you can give them that choice. For some kids, the choices don't work because they'll do this back and forth, back and forth with you. Yeah. So sometimes just doing something, which I noticed this worked the other, the other night with my daughter and her cousin was just giving them something encouraging to get them to do the task, like saying I put their favorite music on or sometimes Mm -hmm. like my daughter, she loves Sky from Paw Patrol right now. So sometimes if I want to get her to do something like maybe it's time to get in the shower, I'll bring her Sky pups into the shower. So to just encourage them, sometimes I know my little sister, she'll no, five more minutes, five more minutes, or no, I want to switch this with that. Like if you give her too many choices, now she's going to start messing with you a little. Oh, for sure. They can, mm -hmm. they can learn how to mess. Um, (laughs) you know, so you're going to get in the shower now. Do you want to bring the one who is it from Paw Patrol? You want to bring Sky with you? Or do you want to go and have your shower by yourself? There's no option about whether you're having the shower now or in five minutes, you're having the shower, but you get to choose if sky comes with you or doesn't that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, choices can be tricky. I'm glad you brought that up. I also just want to say that, that telling them to be good, telling your child to be good is way too vague. They don't know necessarily what being good means. You might think that they know that picking up a toy and throwing it across the room when they're frustrated, they you think that they know that that's bad, but actually what's happening in their body is they've got a big emotion happening and they're going to just react to that emotion like we do. We're going to react and say a threat. They're going to pick up a toy and throw it across the room. And, and so instead of saying, stop that, you're being bad, Santa's not going to come and give you any toys if you're bad. You're a naughty girl. Instead of all that, what I want you to do is give them information. I didn't like it when you threw that toy. I get that you're upset. That's acknowledging what's going on for them. But toys are not for throwing. That's information. And you hear my voice. I'm not saying, I didn't like it when you threw that toy. Toys are not for throwing. No, I didn't like it when you threw that toy. Toys are not for throwing. I can see that you're upset. But throwing a toy could hurt somebody or it could break something. I need you to tell me with your words. Mama, I didn't like it when you told me it was cleanup time. I can hear your words when you tell me. You're frustrated that it's cleanup time. I get that. Let's do it together. So you give them some information. You acknowledge the feeling behind the action. You give them a way to be helpful. Let's do it together. You want to put all the dollies in their cribs and I'll put the books on the shelf. Give them a way to be helpful. They need direction right now. They're upset, right? And we talked about choices already and also state your expectations. And that was when you're upset, I expect that you will tell me with your words instead of throwing things. 
And I know it's hard sometimes. I get that. And I need you to tell me with your words when you're mad at me or upset with me. Does that feel like it would be helpful? Yes. Those are all tools, right? Acknowledgement and Mm -hmm. giving them words. And and we need to give ourselves grace as parents and and to our kids. Yeah. So let's look at the tools there. Describing what you see is a really great tool. Let's get, get another quick example. You're trying to get out the door and your child is not putting their coat on. They're dilly dallying around. So um, giving information again, or describing what you see, I see a coat on a hook that needs to go on a body. You've got your coat on, you've got baby's coat on, and they're all bundled up. I see a coat on a hook that needs to go on a body. And that might help, especially if you can use a tone of voice that's exciting. And it's giving them information instead of saying, go get your coat on right now. I've told you a thousand times. If you may give them the information again, they get power to go, oh, I need to put my coat on. They get to take the information you've given them that there's a coat on the hook and a body that needs to go in that coat. And then they need to, they get to take that step. Yeah. And it also makes you feel like you're working as a team and not against each other. Yes. Yes. You're being a support person and not a boss, you Mm -hmm. know, the one in control all the time. It gives them a moment to be in control of their life. Another really easy tool to use is saying it with a word. Your coat. As you're opening the door to head out, you just start. You're not going to leave them, but you're going to open the door and you're going to start heading out your coat and they're going to grab their coat and put it on. You know, I mean, not every single time, but these Mm -hmm. are tools that we can use. And if they didn't grab their coat and put it on, I expect that when I'm ready to go out the door and you've had a lot of time to get ready, you're going to grab your coat and come out with me. And if you don't have time to put it on, you might get a little chilly. Let's go. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So using a word, describing what you see, giving information. If you throw something, it could hurt somebody or something could get broken. Give them a way to be helpful. I can help you do some tidying up right now. Which do you want to do? The books or the dollies? You know, that's giving a choice as well as finding a way to be, giving them a way to be helpful and stating your expectations. I expect you to use your words and let me know when you're frustrated. And for a two and a half year old, that might just be, no, I don't want to clean up. That might be the words you get. I get that you don't want to clean up right now. It's hard to clean up when you're having so much fun. I get that. Now, here's all the books that I'm going to put up on the shelf. And I see some dollies that need to go in cribs. Hopefully that helps. (laughs) (laughs) They're all amazing tools. They really do help. They really do. So we hope that you take some pieces from this episode and can incorporate them into your routines with your, your children's to make it a little easier. And hopefully the, the, the knowledge about what threats actually do to our relationship, that they're not a nurturing style of parenting. Um, and again, if you hear a threat coming out of your mouth, you know, go back a few episodes and listen again to how to take that pause. 
and how to acknowledge even out loud oh you know i decided that i didn't want to use the threat of santa so i'm going to do that again hey i need your cooperation right now teamwork makes the dream work let's make it work together <laughs> so we wish you luck mama with your littles let's make this a very joyful holiday season less chaos good luck love you all right mamas so i know you know that we shouldn't be threatening our kids i know i don't want to threaten my kid and it was hard to even acknowledge that I was threatening my kid because it doesn't seem like it's that serious. But we know that threats aren't healthy to our relationship with our littles. So just knowing that alone should make us want to try to do better. So with grace, let's remember these three things before we revert to what are usually empty threats. Number one is when we make empty threats, it destroys our credibility. And that's really our trust like our lifeline with our kids that's why we're always talking about connecting so we do not want to destroy our credibility we don't want to lie basically to our kids because we know they are still going to get gifts on christmas day number two is using threats doesn't allow for them to grow that intrinsic motivation to do things they only do things based off reward or punishment, and that's not going to help them in the long run. And number three is take that pause and remember that this can go another way. And then whip out one of the tools that we give you, like acknowledgement of feelings, give them information like toys are not for throwing, give them a way to be helpful, and state your expectations. So these are some tools that we can think about next time we want to just burst out and say Santa's not going to come because we know that's a lie. <laughs> so good luck, mamas. We're here for you. Hey, mama. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> okay, how cute was that? <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. Hit subscribe to get notified. And hey, did you get anything out of this episode? I know I did. Show some love and send it to your mama friends to bless their day too. And before you run and change that diaper, take five seconds and leave us a review saying how much you love us. You'll be helping other mamas find us. Did you know that? And hopefully find answers to the questions that are keeping them awake at night. And... If you screenshot your review and DM it to us, you will be entered to win a one-hour coaching call at a discounted price with Amalisa. I can't wait to chat with you. Come hang out with us in our Facebook group or on Instagram. Just click the links in the show notes and you can direct message us anytime. We would love to chat with you. We also have a buy me a coffee option for a fun way that you can support this podcast for just as much as you care to give. Just click the show support link in our show notes. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.